Well, hello everyone, and welcome to Namrat Review, part of Nam Talk Network. It is so good to see you all after a long break that I had from Monday, um, doing a wonderful and amazing uh, review for us um, on this show. If you don't already know, we review the latest film drop or throwback, celebrating a milestone while eating and drinking our favorite movie and snacks. But tonight. I am known as your host, Jordan Orozco, as always. And right now I'm enjoying a wonderful, um, locally, oh, it's a doghouse. And it's like, I can't really see it, but it's like little mini like corn dogs, which I was like, I don't want a full corn dog, even though like two equals one. I don't know, <laughs> I was never good at math. So um, yeah, I have two and then I have some little French fries here. And then I have my traditional little Nam Talk Mai Tai, which I feel like Cutwater should be sponsoring nom watch nom talk network right because i've literally been drinking cut water cocktails ever since go. i started here yeah. on nom watch um and so anyway uh, i'm doing the wonderful little tiki mai tai and it's amazing and beautiful and wonderful and delicioso so i would like to introduce some of my guests here not some but all um people that i have worked and just met with and i'm so excited to say hi to all of you Let's say hi to Wyatt, Mikey, and Alicia. It is so good to see you. Alicia, thank you for joining us. Who? Um, let's start with you. You are literally in halfway around the world um, in Amsterdam and joining us for this wonderful and amazing review. So it is good to see you. What are you eating? What are you nomming on? I know it's like 4 a.m. where you're at, so you might not be doing anything in the water, but what are you doing? It's it's 5 a.m. Uh, I do have for the drink water, but I, I got a little breakfast here, uh, you know, some yogurt with the muesli and yeah, vanilla. Oh, so healthy shit. Got it. Um, and we love that. And we love <laughs> it. We love it. So I, there's like a joke, like I'm always I always have the most unhealthiest, but like best tasting shit on the show, um, except for the last review I did. Um, God, I can't remember who it was, but he had, like, he was like, I have this, like, pre-dinner thing. Then I have my entree. And then I have this lovely cheesecake topped with, like, this. And I was like, what the fuck? You beat me. All I had was a microwavable cheeseburger. And, like, it was just, it was amazing. So thank you for joining us. I'm so excited to hear what you have to say. And, uh, Mikey, what's going on? It's good to see you again. Uh, what hey. are you nominating on? What are you chomping on? Pretty good. Um... I just got a, a tart cherry drink right here. I had some chicken nuggets earlier. That microwave cheeseburger sounds really good right now. I'm starving. But... <laughs> it was but, the one uh, from Costco. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly the one I, I used to get. But um, yes. yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not really eating anything right now, but I'm doing good, though. Happy to be back. Happy to see you guys. Yes. Awesome. So awesome to see you here. Yeah. And you got to get to Costco to get that. I think it's like a Wagyu cheeseburger, like microwavable thing. It's yeah. like a six pack. And my dad always gets like two. And I'm like, dad, why do you get two? I don't need two because I'm going to eat one box by myself. And it's amazing. Yeah. Um, and Waya, so good to see you again. Um, what are you nomin on? What are you chomping on? Uh, I'm channeling my inner high school and uh, chowing on some ramen and cactus cooler. It's like, that's just <laughs> the drink I did all the time. <laughs> I love that cat man. Cactus cooler. It's cactus a throwback. Cooler. It is. It is. It's like it's like when whenever I'm craving that, like thank God my work sells that in vending machines because I work at a college, and you know kids mm. are like we need soda, so like they have like cactus cooler in like one of the machines, and I always go over there and I'm like this is so good. Um, <laughs> so yes, 
I freaking love it. Um, but <laughs> if you don't know why we're here, if you don't know what we're talking about, if you don't know what film we're talking about, we are talking about the newly released Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, which, holy shit, was a freaking film, right? Like, it was just, it was a film, it was everything, it was all this packed in one, like, like two and a half hour like film and so we're going to talk about that tonight um uh just to give a little bit of a hint to everybody um we're going to have a little trigger warning about suicide um namach uh namtuck network and namach review are this month we are supporting the um and fundraising for the trevor project this um this month wow i can't talk sorry uh we are fundraising for the trevor project this month at Nam Talk Network. And if you all don't know what the Trevor Project is, it is an organization, it's a nonprofit that basically helps to um, uh, uh, basically youth can call this number and they basically, if they're thinking about suicide, whether, and if they're LGBTQ identified, trans identified, queer identified, they can call this number. If they're thinking about committing suicide, all that stuff, they um, have counselors, they have people that are, you know, that get paid but also volunteer work that talk to them that tell them no like you're worth everything and you're worth the world please don't do it um and they have saved tens of thousands of lives throughout their entire um career that they've existed uh, and so um that's who we're fundraising for please definitely donate to them um i try to donate to them every year they're a wonderful and amazing organization and they were around when i was a kid and i wish I had called, you know, at certain points in my life as a queer identified person to do that. So um, I definitely think we should applaud them. And also, please, um, if you can donate, there's a link in our bio um, on Twitch and as well as any of our streaming platforms and uh, social medias that we have. So um, that's it. Moving on. Let's talk about the freaking show, man. Um, so my lead up to this, and I've already told my wonderful guests, is... Um, I didn't really watch the first one until <laughs> Saturday. And you know, when it originally yes. came out, yeah, which I think was like 20, 2022, I think. Or no, sorry, my bad. It was like 2018, I think. Thank you. Yeah, it was like 2018. Yeah. I had people that saw it. And like one of my best friends, he was like, you got to see it. You would love it. It's amazing. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll get around to it. Never did. And then it was like pandemic hit. And then I like people just, you know, you forgot about it. And then, um, you know, after that, I heard the new one, this one was coming out and I was like, okay, cool. Let's watch it. And it was on Amazon Prime's like for something to rent. So I had the house to myself. I like made myself steak dinner. I got some wine and I was like, okay, I'm going to watch this movie. I didn't even finish half of my dinner because I was literally sitting there watching the thing, like literally mm -hmm. glued to the TV because it was so good. And it was amazing. And the fact that it was just like, it was everything that I was a fuck. And then watching this movie, it was like the friend that told me to watch it. And he was like, it was really good. I was like, okay, you have to come to the movie theater with me because you were the one that, that like <laughs> referenced it to me. So you have to come. And he was like, okay, okay, okay. So I bought our tickets. We went, it was at a, a theater where they do dinner and then you can do drinks and all that stuff. So we went, we got a drink and then we went in and my mind was blown, right? Um, I was kind of pissed because I didn't know that it was like a to be continued movie. And that's only happened to me once in my life. And that irritates me because I'm like, fuck, I wish I would have known like this was a to be because I thought it was going to be concluded, like all that stuff. But 
knowing how Spider-Man movies are, I should have known. Um, but this movie was utterly uh, amazing and it was, you know, beautiful. So that was my introduction to it a little bit. Um, I've never been like a huge Spider-Man fan. I've always been like, in, like you know, Tobey Maguire and then Andrew Garfield came out and then Tom Holland. Um, and then this came out and I've always been a huge fan of animated films. And I was so excited to sort of like get immersed in this um, world. So, um, Wyatt, let's start with you. What it, What was your introduction to this film? What was your thoughts going in and so forth? Um, well, kind of like you, I was a, late, a little late on the game on Into the Spider-Verse just because there's just so much in the MCU that takes up so much of your time that it just was kind of fell through the cracks. I heard good things about it, but I was like, Oh, I'll get around to it. I did see it last year. And so I was pretty hyped about this one and it did not disappoint. I'm really, really stoked and really like the energized fan base behind miles Morales and Gwen just it reminds me of when characters were introduced when I was in my prime of reading comics and I felt a part of something. Cause like, I remember when Spider-Man 2099 came out and I felt like my character, cause it was created for us kind of a thing. So it's really interesting to be on this side of the tunnel and just enjoying everything in the fandom. Yeah. And I think you hit a good point. Like for me, you know, especially you know, people will, you know, people will call it it's well, but like, for me, it was like, this was actually a film where people that were, that I'm surrounded by every day, especially in my work and like what I do with like education with students, like uh, people need to be seen. And this sort of like this, these two films were a way for people. And especially like even me, right. Where I'm like, I have a really good friend who is, half black, half Latino, right? But had a sort of like, she got brought up in black culture. And this film, I was like, I asked her, I was like, did you see this? She's like, oh yeah, I did. And I took my kids. And I was like, yeah, you did. Because <laughs> like, you know, her last name is Lopez. And like, but she she identifies with both. But at the same time, she's like, this film sort of reinforces the fact that like, this culture exists and like my kids can be seen i can be seen right like for a moment in life right and like even me like identifying as like a queer person of color and just seeing this it was just it was utterly amazing and it was it was beautiful and i loved it um and alicia what about you what was your introduction into this film and before um what are your thoughts yeah, I mean, I, I was really into Marvel growing up, but not specifically Spider-Man. Um, and then, of course, yeah, you know, there was the, the Toby movies and those were just iconic. And then, like, we had the Garfield movies and I'm like, why are we doing this again? <laughs> um, and then, you know, by the time Holland, Tom Holland comes around, it's like, oh, OK, fine. You know, and at least they gave him a different introduction. But then when I saw Into the Spider-Verse, that was what really made me for the first time in my life like deeply interested in spider lore you know uh because yeah it's as you say like for me it was particularly spider gwen just seeing that on screen like oh whoa that's like a character like me um and yeah after that i started to get more interested in like i i hadn't realized that there were all these different spider characters actually being written about in the comic so that got me way more interested in them so i was very prepped and very excited for this one when it came out. Yeah, I, so I love the fact that Spider-Gwen was like 
a ballet dancer and like you right. can see it in this and, film and also and, a little bit punk too yeah yeah absolutely and she and was ballet what I, yeah hell yeah i was like fuck yeah and like there was a point where she was like she did like a pose and she was like on point and i was like right i like slay girl you ate yeah and mm -hmm. and like and for me like that's also something right because like as a like I, I was a dancer for 10 years like I professionally danced and like all that stuff but to see this like as a female who was like a strong female heroine lead especially in this film right because I feel like um the first film was very like male heavy and then this film was very focused on Gwen and like her experiences and like what's going on in like her universe but also like her trying to connect with miles again and do all that so i i just feel like it was very important for that to be portrayed especially for like little girls who like are like now embracing the fact that like they want to be this like strong female like lead role they they yeah. want to be these like things and it was it was beautiful i thought it was just like a beautiful but character but it's also it's like a kind of more real strong female it's not just like you know yeah. it's not the male fantasy of strong female like a lot of female superhero characters have been in the past you know not to yeah. name drop any black widow names but um <laughs> yeah no absolutely i absolutely 100 agree with you mikey what was your introduction to this film um what are your thoughts on you know going going into this right um so i saw it when it came out um back in 2018 i guess um and i really liked it i didn't go in expecting to like it because I was never really into Miles Morales because it was part of a different uh, universe of Marvel comics, uh, the ultimate universe, I guess is what it's called. Um, and then that was the, the ended up like combining the universes. Well, I think he's the only character that survived, but I mean, they combined them. And so like, I didn't really consider him an actual Spider-Man, hmm. but I went to see the movie anyways. And I was, I just loved it. I was blown away. I thought it was great. Um, I love the character now. I think he's amazing. I really like Gwen. I, I think this is the best version of Gwen. Like not like yeah. the absolutely the, the you know the girlfriend version. I didn't like that one so much, but this one is like the best version of Gwen, and also probably the best Spider Woman. I think of any of mm. the iterations of it. Um, so going into it, I was like really hyped to see this new, um, see where the story was continuing, um, and like I was all in. I was ready to go. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's a very real sort of comment where like especially in this one we get um we you know we get that like you're not supposed to exist sort of thing happening right mm -hmm. like you weren't supposed to be this and i feel you on that right where it was like damn like he kind of like i don't want to say existed on accident but like he wasn't necessarily supposed to be spider-man right and like we get people like miguel who's like yeah you're not you're like you're not supposed to be here like uh, like I know and blah 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 and and, and I feel like um Miles definitely you know owns that in, in a way but he also is just like moves past and is like no I'm Miles Morales I'm Spider-Man like get over it like get over your fucking shit get over how like you know <laughs> high up on your totem pole you think you are um so yeah, so before we get into the nitty-gritty, I would like to know everybody's popcorn buckets. So on uh, Not Much Review, we, were we rate everything from zero to five popcorn buckets. Let's start with you, Alicia. What did you give this? 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was struggling with this because like I gave it a 9.5 out of 10. Um, the first movie I would definitely give five popcorn buckets. This one, I feel like for me was just not quite the the same level of cohesiveness. So I guess I have to give it four and a half. Okay. It's still an and best movie I've seen so far this year for sure. Absolutely. And Mikey, um, what 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 is your popcorn rating? So I give it a four. It could have easily been four point five, but I'm gonna leave it at a four. Um, it was it was a very very good movie. Um, very yeah. little things to pick on it. I mean, just like small things, but I mean, um, yeah, it was awesome. Absolutely. And why? What would you give this rating? Um, I gave it a four point five out of five. It was a four. But as I got more thinking about it today, I bumped it up to a 4.5 because I think time will tell that this is definitely going to be like the Empire Strikes Back of the Spider-Verse trilogy. So right. I'll put that out there. Yeah. Um, I also gave it a four and a half out of five. I, you know, I really give films, <laughs> depending on what they are, I really give films five. But this one, there were certain things in this film that I was just like, mm, I don't know if I agree with that. And like I'm opposite of you, Alicia. Like I gave, if I were to rate into the Spider Verse, I would probably give it a four. I feel like really? this okay. one stepped. Yeah, I feel like this one stepped it up a notch because I think the intersectionality between Miles's parents was more. I, and I mean, this is definitely a personal thing. I feel like it was more. Um, it was more visible in this film right. than it was in the last one. Sure, and that yeah. to me, I'm like, if somebody is named Miles Morales, like you're like, but you present as black, like you're still brown, right? Like you still have that. And 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 there was still a lot of that in the first one. Um, but in this one, I was like, you saw the culture, you saw these, like, you saw this multi-ethnic and multi-diverse, like, like part where like, right, like they're on the roof celebrating his dad's birthday, right? And you see black people, you see brown people, right? And that to me is like the ultimate, like, especially for kids of color nowadays, like that's what we should be portraying, right? Like we shouldn't be portraying like just black culture, right? Or like just brown culture, right? And then the fact that like he even said like in this film where it was like, like he knew how to speak Spanish, but he didn't like really want to because he like right. knew, you know, he's it, getting was, like, a it was like that. He's yeah. getting a B. Okay. Yeah, yeah right. like, it was like, but I loved it because that's the reality of some people, right? Like for me growing up as a brown kid and not knowing like Spanish, like that was a real thing where it was like now, even nowadays, like, like if I go out into the real world and, and people see me and see my color, they're like, they talk to me in Spanish and I'm like, Ooh, uh, no hablo español. And they're like, what? But you just did. And I was like, yeah, that's all I know. You know what I mean? And like, it's like a thing. And so I think, um, this film for me, like, like it, it just gave it a little bit up of a notch because, I mean, not only did it like portray Gwen in a way where like I agree with you and like we'll talk about sort of like the the the, the cinematic the, the the animation that came in, but it just it hit me in a way where there were certain parts where like I was in the theater and I teared up and I was just like fuck like yeah. that's real and that's like that happens at like family gatherings for me, right? Like that happens at certain things for me. And so um, I, I, I think for me, that's just, you know, personally what, you know, sort of made it a little bit up. Uh, well, more I, than the I see that. I think um, I actually do think, uh, and that, which is why, like, I wish I could give it four and three quarters 
uh, popcorns because <laughs> I I see that um, the there's a, a more depth of storytelling in the new one I think um, and for me my only hesitation is that like it doesn't have that snappy polish that the in terms of the dialogue in terms of some of the animation choices made not the art the art is incredible but um, just some of the little details aren't quite as polished and pulled together as the first one so that's my only but yeah. I do think that the story goes deeper and yeah the the way it ends is just I'm going to be thinking about that and the implications yeah. of all that for a while yeah um, so let's talk about the story. Let's talk about the pacing. Um, I think that, I think what you said, I'll say, so for me, the first one, the pacing was like super quick. Like if you didn't know anything about Spider-Man lore and if you went into this movie, you'd be like, what the fuck is going on? Right. Yeah. <laughs> At least for me, like I got, you know, I was watching it and I was like, oh, I caught up and I, I like, not caught up, but I was like, I kept up. I knew what was going on. But also, I'm, like, a person that needs subtitles because, like, I don't mind subtitles at all, like, which is why, like, I love watching foreign films. I'm, like, fuck yeah, subtitles are great. And I'm, like, okay, cool. And I was, I was like, doing that and watching it. And I was, like, okay, cool. I caught up. I knew what was going on. This film felt like it was a little bit slower. And I feel like it was a little bit more digestible for the audience that was watching it. Um, And the way that the story was paced, it had, it, it was paced perfectly. I think, like, the first one, um, where it was like, okay, cool. Like, if you didn't get the first time you watched it a second time, you'd be fine. But this one, I was like, oh, you could get everything in just one go and you're fine, right? Like, um, and, you know, the story of, um, there still was that villain arc with the spot, right? Like, there still was that, like, oh, shit, this is what we're doing. But then there's, like, a deeper level of, like, character building, but also, like, character, like, struggle like and it wasn't necessarily about the spot at the end right it wasn't necessarily about like that sort of um uh, thing that was going to ruin the universe it was about multiple things and i appreciated that because it wasn't just one focus it was like multiple focuses where you're like oh i agree like what's going on and you could kind of develop your own theory behind like how you felt about it um, what did we think about the story pacing? Wyatt, let's start with you. Um, what did you think about how um, Across the Spider-Verse uh, went? Um, well, first off, given the movie a, a two-hour-plus two runtime, I felt really gave it time to breathe. And it, like like you said, the first one, the pacing was very frantic and fast-paced. Well, this one is just here's an action piece to get you geared up, but then breathe and fill in this moment. This is what this character's going through. Then let's go hop over to Gwen, let them breathe and see what they're going through emotionally. Um, personally, I thought the writing in this one was fantastic. One of the key take quotes I remember was when Gwen was in her band, she's like, I didn't join this band to talk about my feelings. I joined it to hit them with a stick. And I was like, that's such a good line. <laughs> um, yeah, it, 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 honestly, I just, I, I love the pacing. I love the, 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 the storylines. Um, the interesting thing I found about it was like you were, you touched on the spot really wasn't the antagonist. And in fact, the movie doesn't really have a main antagonist. He, he is a, an antagonist to move the plot along. But then once you get into the plot of just him finding his place within the spider verse, 
that becomes the story and they're they're not being an antagonist almost kind of feels hashed in at the at, at the near end with Miguel filling that role but it's almost like they needed something there to push it along which felt a little uneven but I'm I'm leaving room for the next one to finish filling it out like it's that start, uh, Empire Strikes Back moment. It was like, oh, I need more here, but I have to wait until the next one for that more to be there. Right. Yeah, and I definitely want to talk about the cast like after this because the freaking voiceover cast of both of these films, especially yeah. this one, was absolutely spot on insane. and <laughs> it's insan- insanity, right? Like you're oh, sitting oh. there. Yep. And my thing, my thing is like with with voice with voiceover actors. If I can tell you're the voiceover actor, you're not doing a good job. Yeah, and that's my yeah. thing. But with all of these actors, and I looked them up after, I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> right? It was like amazing. Yeah. Um, let's go to you, Mikey. What did you think about the story? What did you think about the pacing um, of this entire film? I thought the story was very strong. I thought um, the pacing was fine too. It was slowing a little, uh, a little uh, in some parts. But that's kind of what it is, what a Spider-Man movie is. He's very introspective. He always thinks about what he's, what he's doing, the actions that, 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 uh, that happen and stuff. So he's, he's, he's that character. It fits that character, basically. Um, the overall story, I thought it was good. Um, I felt like um, that the, right, there was no real main antagonist. And I think that's part of why it suffers a little, in my, in my opinion um that i felt like he needed he needed that and at the end i felt it was a little too predictable towards the end and i felt Mm. like um the reveal of why you know miguel harrah is doing what he's doing the reveal of what happens to miles where he ends up it was a bit i was kind of like i saw it come and i i I was hoping like it would be more like the entire movie is so clever and it's so 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 well animated and there's so many good things about it but I felt like they that's kind of like a holdover from like bad not bad but like typical Marvel writing you know what I mean mm. where it's like like I wanted them to advance it like be so advanced that like they came with something that just was just blew my mind you know what I mean but yeah. you know it was it was definitely overall a great movie visually um the story was amazing it's even though it was a little predictable i'm like i'm there for it i want to see what happens next i'm ready for it um and i knew it was going into it, it was going to be a two-parter so it's kind of like i wasn't too surprised with that but um the the cliffhanger they left it on i was like hmm that's interesting that they lifted on that one i'm like okay yeah i can see that i can see that that's kind of like an empire strikes back kind of kind of cliffhanger so <laughs> um you know, it was interesting. I, I, I only, I only bring up some like some points like that because it's, for me, liking the first one as much as I did, not expecting to like it as much as I did. This one was like, well, my expectations are so high now. It's like, you know, it's like hard to meet that. So I guess it's on my, it's my fault for like having high <laughs> expectations. Can, but you know, can I ask no, you but I, a question? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, about the antagonist who, I mean, of course, you know, you talk about Spot as an antagonist and I like that he started ridiculous and became like this, you know, world ending threat by the end, but indeed he wasn't there most of the time. So I thought of Miguel as the main antagonist. 
Well, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I think I think I agree with that too. But go ahead. Yeah. Um, I think this is where the writers are being extra clever, and how they're tying in extra properties because. Miguel really also doesn't feel like the antagonist here, even though he explains his motivations for doing things. I think that's going to be a rug pull because him being in that universe, they're trying to say that it's triggered off the canceling the canon event, but it actually feels like they're trying to segue in convergences of him being in the wrong universe and it broke down that universe and being a vehicle to bring Miles and Gwen into the MCU via the multiverse and convergence that's happening there as well. Because Miguel still had his... Hold on, hold on. I have to process what you just said, because that was a lot. Do that again? (laughs) Wait, do that again. Okay, so it's explained that Miguel's uh, motivation is that his child died and he moved to a universe where... Miguel died and he could be with his child again. And he said, oh, because I circumvented my canon moment, it destroyed the universe. But what really happened is he was in a different universe he shouldn't have been in, which they've established in the MCU causes a convergence and destroys that reality. Okay, so like his canon moment wasn't changed. His child was still dead. He was just in the wrong universe. And so I feel like they're going to be using this as a way to pull Miles and Gwen because right now those two characters are white hot in popularity and pull them into the MCU because they've tied it in with the convergences of being in different realities. Um, And then in that way, Miguel can be redeemed in the next one because he's not a villain. I mean, he can just have bad motivations and then he learns, oh, he didn't, it it wasn't changing his canon moment that caused this. It was him being in the wrong universe. And then he stops chasing him and goes like, oh, okay, I I, I was wrong. I mean, but that's what I like about Miguel as an antagonist is, you know, you don't have to be a villain to be an antagonist, but he was Mm. constantly the the character that was getting another character. You know, of course, we care about Miles and Gwen. And he was constantly preventing them from doing the things we wanted them to do as an audience. Yeah, I see him more of as like a Batman character that will keep you from doing the thing you want to do because he knows it's wrong, but he's not exactly telling you why. And he's got his reasons. (laughs) And and is he is he right? Because, you know, do is do we need for? Yeah, I have several issues with the canon event thing, because first of all, didn't Miles already lose somebody like didn't we have his canon event? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. they play really loose with how they're gonna they're building the world on the canon events and how they cannot be changed. It sounds very similar to what was happening in the Loki series as oh, these are events that can't be changed, and if they go a different way, we have to fix them. So right. it's almost seeing it from the other side of the coin. So it, eh, I, I totally get you on that. Totally get so you. My whole thing about the antagonist is that, like, as you mentioned, Miles, I'm not Miles, um, Miguel, <laughs> he he lost his, his his child and he wanted to go be in the universe where his child was. That so, that really feels a lot like Mar- um, Multiverse of Madness mm-hmm. with, the, with the Scarlet mm-hmm. Witch. Mm-hmm. And that was my mm-hmm. problem with it, was that, like, I feel like they're recycling, vil- like, not, you know, villain, um, you know, motivations almost. In this movie like this is way written Absolutely. way better absolutely written absolutely way better 
but if if he's the antagonist then his motivation is pretty much wanda's motivation and we've seen that already and you know? and kingpin from the first movie yeah. was yeah. the same yeah, yeah. but with so, that said it kind of feels like the marvel studio over eat oh, as an overarching control over the whole multiverse, be like, hey, this is the plan moving forward, and we need to get all of these properties that can be separate kind of firing in the same way so that we can pull them all together because that's what Secret Wars in the comics kind of did. They took all of the different separate universes, converged them into one, and reset it all. And that kind of feels like what the MCU is trying to do. Which yeah. is what they I mean, might do with Secret Invasion. Right. right there you go whoa connections um alicia <laughs> what did you think about the story what did you think about um the pacing of this um of this movie um yeah i mean i found like i i re was really relaxed for like the first third of the movie even when they were doing like action scenes i was just like chilling into it but completely captivated um by what was going on in screen so I mean, yeah, it was definitely slower pace than the first. Uh, that's fine with me. I, yeah, I, I thought that um, they did lean into some of the more emotional story beats, like surrounding family, uh, identity, uh, found family, and I, I really loved the way that it ended because then you have, you know, you you have, he's got back the person that he's lost, but it's not the same. Um, and but he's also confronting like this other possibility of like it's himself and he literally took away this spider-man-ness from himself from this other version and this is the consequences for this other version of himself and for his wider world and so he has to come back and confront that and so then we've got yeah we've got a spot looming over us for the next movie we've got whatever's going on with miguel and now the question is are these two going to be friends or foe and is it going to be more antagonists or, you know, I just, the way they left the questions for the next film has me really excited. Yeah. And I think putting aside the fact that I didn't know this was going to be a, um, a continuance film. And that was my bad. Um, I think, I think you're right. The story and everything that happened, like moving forward, we were like, Oh, okay. Oh, and I do agree with you, Mikey. It was very predictable, but I'm also kind of like a weird, like psychic when it comes to these kind of films. Cause like <laughs> my friend that was sitting next to me, like, so uh, spoiler alert, by the way, we're like halfway through the fucking stream and I should have been <laughs> the beginning, but like, um, we, uh, it was the moment when he got home, got home. And like he escaped, uh, he escaped like the hub of the Spider-Man and like he goes, oh, yeah, um, he's like, I'm Spider-Man. And he goes and and his mom goes, who? And I'm like, glass. Right. And I immediately like whispered to my friend. I was like, he's in the wrong universe. And he was like, what? And I was like, just watch. And then we find out and then we see Gwen in the right universe. And she's like, she, her spider sense goes up. She's like, fuck like he's not here like he's in the wrong universe and then the second time i like was like kind of psychic was when he was on the punching bag and he was with uncle aaron and he, like uncle aaron puts on the fist and like i was like that's i was and then you see um fuck what was his name uh the the villain prowler yes you see prowler come 
and it was the same sort of like body figure and like and i was like that's him i was like that's that that's him and then he was like what and then like he goes oh and then like he pulled his mask off and i was like fuck yeah it was miles morales and he was like how did you know that and i was like it just it's common knowledge bro like you watch enough movies (laughs) it's multiple like like, it's not new we're traveling multiverses like this isn't something that is like i'm pulling it out of my ass right and and even though that was like kind of predictable it was still like what the fuck like what's going on right and i feel like you know at the end of at the end of the day um the story itself uh it worked out in a way where i didn't think it would i appreciated the fact that like in the first one we get introduced to like spider ham we get introduced to like spider noir we get introduced to the anime spider spider woman um and you know we have all those characters right which are voiced by wonderful enemy like john mulaney like nicholas cage right like we get all these wonderful like vo's for that right but in this one we get introduced like Cowboy Spider-Man. We get introduced to um, freaking Jessica Drew, who is Issa Rae. We get introduced to, you know, the Peter Parker that was in the first one, which is Jack Johnson. We get freaking like all these wonderful and amazing characters, right? Like Pavita Paparker, right? Like in the uh, yeah, Indian fucking spot. Yes! Which was mm-hmm. absolutely amazing, right? And the cast was, was beautiful. And... And what I appreciate about animation movies, which I don't think that, like, like, you know, a CGI, like, real-life movies can do, is, like, you can introduce an entire world that looks like ours, but it's very different, and it's cultured in a very different, sort of, like, diverse field, right? Like, that you can sort of immerse us in, in a very short time, right? Um, Before we move on and talk about the cast... Q-Ball redeemed You're So Punny and has requested a pun from Alicia. Okay. So. Okay. Um, why Why was uh, Why was Spider-Man... Yeah, why did Spider-Man do well in his driver's test? He was a great parallel Parker. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> Solid. Solid. I'm gonna name my kid Parallel and marry somebody just to Peter Park's car. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I love that. I hope Cuball, you are satisfied with that. Um, Mm -hmm. but let's talk about the cast in this freaking film, right? So, like I said, you had um uh, you know, you had Shamik Moore who played the, you know, who plays Miles Morales. You have Kaylee Steinfeld, right, who plays Gwen Stacy. You have Brian Tyree Henry who plays Jack Morales. Luna Loren Velez who plays Rio uh, Morales, who's Miles Morales' mom. Then you have the original Peter Parker with his kid in this one, which was so yeah. adorable. With the <laughs> yes, um, which was voiced by Jake Johnson, Miguel who was voiced by none other than Daddy, Oscar Isaac. <laughs> um, you have Spot, who was Jason Schwartzman, man. Come on, right? You have Good Jessica choice. Drew, which was Issa Rae, right? Like, yeah. Issa Rae, freaking A, man. And then you have Daniel Kaluuya, who was Hobby Brown. You have all these wonderful and amazing people. Favorite. Yes, right? That was my other um, favorite, yeah. Yeah, you have uh, Andy Samberg, who was Ben Riley. You have all these other wonderful... Rachel Dratch, Jack Quad, right? Or Jack Quaid 
who's Peter Parker voice, right? All this stuff. Mm -hmm. You have all these wonderful and amazing actors who come into this. And for me, like, I didn't recognize one of them except for... Um, for me, is Rachel Dratch. She looks so much like her. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It was. Um, I. It was. Uh, it wasn't Jason Schwartzman. I think it was. Ja it was. Um, Jack Johnson, who like was in the first one, and I was like, yeah. And but I also recognized um, John Mulaney when he was Spider Ham. Um, and but it's also just the fact that like you're like, oh, I know who that is, but then you get immersed into the entire story, and you're just like lost the entire time, right? Like in these characters and in what's going on and things are moving fast paced and this is what's going on, blah, 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 right? Like you have a woman of color who's pregnant, right? Who's a fucking spider woman, right? And I I definitely appreciated the cast. I think it, everybody was cast perfectly and the voices were, you know, spot on. Um, let's go to you, Alicia. What did you think about the cast? What did you think about the voices? Was there anybody that stood out to you specifically? Um, yeah, I mean, I was I was obsessed with the cast. Uh, I mean, just the cast of characters, but also it's impressive who's playing them. And indeed, they disappeared into it. Like even I knew it was Oscar Isaac as Miguel, but I kind of forgot. I didn't. While that was watching. so weird. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. Um, and but yeah, the the it, for me it was like the side characters that really made this movie special and the same for the first one to be honest but yeah my favorites were uh hobie spider punk and um and pavita yeah yeah i loved spider punk he yeah. was freaking amazing and what they did amazing. with his animation was so cool you know with yeah. combining yeah. like the different the different you know animating on the like the threes and the fours for the different parts and combining that so that he had this really distinctive style. But then I kept wondering, so if Gwen's hanging out in his universe, doesn't she stand out as like not looking like that? Like, aren't people like, why isn't this girl, why does this girl move so fast and smoothly? Why doesn't the girl look like, like a like punk tabloids, like, right? People are like, yeah. oh, I don't know. But that, that like begs the question, right? Like, will you see it in this perspective? But, like, do the people in their universe see it like that way, right? Big question. Yeah. Where it was like, oh, she left her shit there. Oh, yeah, she was staying there. And you're like, okay, well, then she must have stood out. But also, like, right. do the people in these universes see, you know, these Spider-Men, Spider-Woman, Spider-These, She's These Days and Thems, right? Like, do they see them the same way that we do, right, with this animation? And so that's that's yeah. definitely a question. And and um, like, do they see do they see the Prowler? You know, the Donald Glover Prowler yes, as live action? Oh yeah. yeah, good cameo. Right, right, right. Um, and Mikey, what did you think about the casting? What did you think about the voiceover? Uh, it was spot on. It was rarely does an animated movie have like actors that embody the characters they're portraying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Daniel Kaluuya is as Spider Punk was amazing. I think that's his actual his normal uh, dialect too. Like that it is. England where he's from, he he speaks that way. And that was that was that was so good. I, was, I loved it so much. Um, I also like the like the smaller casting choices, like Evan Andy Samberg as um, Ben Riley. And I thought that was hilarious because that's kind of one of my favorite Spider Men. And like <laughs> what they did with him, I I should be mad, but I'm not because it's really <laughs> funny. Because it was like the most melodramatic like arc of the Spider-Man series, and the way he played it was like uh, that kind of that kind of works. I like the way they played it. Yes. Um, 
it was it was perfect um but yeah it was like they their casting was just right on it was it was very good um and and the voices make the movie stand out better you know what i mean like when you have a movie that like oh they just got the celebrity voice because it's a celebrity and they wanted to have you know maybe people yeah. would come watch the movie yeah like you don't that doesn't work that never works for me at least i mean i don't i don't like that but for here it like they cast the people for the spider-man or women that they fit i think and that's why it was easter ray perfect perfect, perfect. choice for that mm-hmm. character i mean like i don't know it was it was just so good very very good yeah 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 i yeah it was it's definitely one of those things where like i didn't know that was Issa ray and in, in, in when i was watching this and that's what I appreciate about voiceovers and that's what I appreciate. And and the thing for me is like, I would rather give somebody that is like just starting out an opportunity, especially in a big film like this, like, or it is a person of color to do the voice acting. Right. But in this one, they did do that, but they also got people that were like, yeah, let's just do it. But also don't sound like yourself in a way that like people won't recognize and it worked. It worked perfectly. So I appreciated it. Um, why? What do you think about the casting? Uh, I thought the casting was great. Again, uh, Donald Glover being a cameo was perfect. I was like, ah, that was they did so it. awesome. They did it. <laughs> they had to meet through the glass. It was great. Um, also, Ben Riley, as someone else already mentioned, it was just awesome to see Ben Riley show it up. And I love that they animated him in that uh, late '90s extreme edge era of comic books and it was just mm, <laughs> chef kiss loved it yeah. uh yeah also i don't want to butcher his name so i'm just gonna say uh, spider-man india was fantastic i loved his whole care the level of charisma of that right. character was just yeah <laughs> i love to see a spider-man that just loves being spider-man because it's yeah. like the classic Spider-Man, they just ah oh, hero worship and fantasize about being just swinging through the city and just being carefree in those moments and just you know have a head sure that things are going to work out. You know, it's just mm, classic. His, his the way he talked kind of reminded me of Deadpool without like all the cursing. Yeah, yeah. similar, yeah. similar. Yeah, very quick, very high wit. Yeah, and just. I could, yeah, I want to hang out with you, bro. <laughs> it's, just, yeah. it's just cool. Yeah. I'll take and his hair, I, too. Oh, my God, yeah. Olive oil and jeans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that was, like, so um, my the friend that I was with, he lived with a roommate, and uh, his roommate was in our wedding with us, and he is, um, you know, he's Indian, and his name is Sadan, and we were like talking, like we weren't talking the whole time, but during that whole scene, we were like, damn, I wish the Don was here because <laughs> he would feel so seen, right? Like mm-hmm. and he would feel so like just shit. Like this is my culture, like put in a major film company, right? And like, while it was funny and that character was probably like the one that stuck out to me the most, like it was, it was one of those things where I was just like, fuck, like, can you imagine like, being there and like yeah you have all these films that come out yeah you have bollywood yeah you have all this fucking shit that happens but like in this film with spider-man like you have somebody that like is culturally relevant to what's going on and then has a complete canon right that like 
that Miles, you know, interrupts or like doesn't, right? And like it, it's seen. And so it was just it was one of those things where I was just like, fuck, like this is this is so good. Much like, you know, uh Miss Marvel and everything that came out, like right, with Kamala Khan and, you know, Muslims and everything. I just felt and like Echo, this was just yeah. yeah, this was just like a a movie for people to be seen and especially the first one too. And I I, I absolutely loved it. Um but yeah, so are there any sort of like things that stuck out to you in this film that we haven't discussed? Like any cameos, any things that you guys want to talk about that relate to your popcorn buckets? Let's start with you, Waya. Uh, other than just the sheer amount of Easter eggs they put in, they put the Spider-Mobile, all the different Spider-Mans I was recognizing in the background. I'm like, oh, wait a second. That's the 2000s animated Spider-Man. Hey, that's the 80s animated Spider-Man. It was it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And I think, um, as uh, Alicia mentioned earlier, there felt there was a lot more polish put onto the first one most likely because no one was looking at that studio while they were doing it and they were able to just do their own thing and it only had to be it. Whereas this one, oh, it's got to be more than the second one. There's all this pressure because everybody wants it to succeed. And then, of course, Marvel in in Disney in general is just like, hey, when is it going to come out? Hurry up and get it out. Hurry up and get it out. And it better be more it didn't have the amount of small background jokes as the first one did, but I think it still had more, you know, it, it, it had less of something yet still had more. And I loved it. I loved just the, the background Easter eggs. I'm going to be watching this over and over. We're going to be like <gasps> too much. <laughs> so <laughs> Great. Yeah. And I, and I think along the lines of what you said is when, um, when Miguel is explaining to Miles about like the spider verse, right. And like, it's like put in a web and I was like, that's cute, but kind of typical, but that's cute. Um, when like you get like the Tobey Maguire, you get the Andrew Garfield, you get all this stuff. And then you get to, um, I don't know what the animated Peter Parker was, but I think it was Toby or it was Andrew. And Miles goes, you lost him. And he was like, yeah. And like, he kind of like got, like down and it was sort of like that link between like the Spider-Man that I grew up with and then linking it to sort of like this Miles Morales like universe that's going on, right? Um, I, I definitely love that sort of like what do you call it? Like a uh, um Easter egg, right? Like and all the other things that happened. So Cubal suggested a poll really quick before we move on. Um, which Spider-Verse character do you identify with? Peter Parker, Gwen Stacy or Miles Morales. You can also add your own if none of those. So let's start with Alicia. Who do you identify with the most? I mean, I guess I already said Gwen Stacy. Um, yeah. I feel like I should give another answer, but I think honestly, that's got to be it. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to. That's <laughs> no, is a... no is an answer. And that's great. And <laughs> Gwen Stacy's your answer. It's awesome. Mikey, what about you? Tough to say. I mean, I there's so many different characters i mean of those three i guess i obviously don't physically resemble uh miguel o'hare at all but i think his personality i think i would have to say a little bit you know kind of like devoid of humor Dumb. so you're admitting <laughs> that you're a vampire is that what you're admitting <laughs> i can't be a just... 
I'm we just, all need to know here on I'm just a little Network. I'm a little dark sometimes. I don't know. But That's of, cool. of those three, I would say that I, I would probably try to pick one of the other Spider Men that are there, but I couldn't there's so many to pick from, so I couldn't Yeah. Yeah. Clearly, clearly. Maybe we, I'm, we you know what? I'm the car. <laughs> Spider Mobile. Yeah, that's it. I'm the car. I'm the burger. I'm the burger in the cafeteria. That's who I am. <laughs> I just um, do my thing. I just go around. I need to know what the car's canon event is. <laughs> yeah, me too. Was it like your engine died? Accident, like, sure. yeah, yeah. Like, was it like your engine died? Like, I don't. Like, we don't know. Um, and, I think they uh, just pulled that from the animated series because that was his car. They they were selling the toys. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and why? What is your? Which one do you identify with? Uh, I'd have to go with Spider-Man Noir just because I'm kind of kooky like Nicolas Cage and all these confusing <laughs> colors are weirding me out. So, <laughs> yeah. I love it. Um, I don't know if I have an answer. There's just, there's so much that went on. Um, yeah, I think, you know, I think, I don't know, maybe I'm pretty vanilla. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I, you know, I think I'm pretty. Honestly, okay. To be honest, like I'm for sure Miles Morales. I don't identify as black, but I feel like there is definitely an intersection of certain identities for me that I was like, shit. Like, you know, I, I, I I'm struggling with revealing this about myself or like what's going on, and you know, but definitely in your private life, you feel powerful. You feel like you can take on the world, you know, occasionally, especially you have friends that support you and, you know, you can do that. And, um, you know, you feel like a lot of times you're up against the world um, and you don't realize that you have support to like back you up. So I feel like that would be my answer is definitely Miles Morales um, for me. Um, So yeah. Any last minute thoughts as we close out this wonderful and amazing review, let's go to Mikey. Any last minute thoughts about um, Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse? You know, I think it's just a really well done movie. I think they set up the sequel perfectly. Um, I can't wait for the sequel. I'm looking forward to that. That's like my most anticipated Mar or Spider-Man movie uh, coming up. So, I mean, um, yeah, it was just all around a solid, entertaining movie. And I liked it that the characters developed. Like they like yeah. that's the problem with a lot of Marvel movies nowadays is that the characters, they don't learn anything from their adventures. Nothing happens. That's why a lot of them are like getting like, you know, like people are not like into them as much anymore. But this one, you see genuine character development, great writing. The villains are a little, you know, that's still a problem with Marvel. But I mean, yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. And, and Alicia, any last thoughts about uh, this film? Any, anything? Um, yeah, I mean, I... I liked the setup. I liked, uh, I can't wait for this to come out on streaming because I'm going to be like pausing it all the time to, you know, uh, look yeah. at all the little details. I loved all of the comic booky references, you know, when they would like have a little asterisk in the corner of the screen, like explaining <laughs> what hammer space was or something that made my whole yeah. theater laugh and like, what? The- <laughs> um, yeah and i just and i'm also excited for the way that you know they included so many references to like the mcu version of the spider-verse and also mm-hmm. the whole thing like even the graphics they use look the same for the whole multiverse situation and incursions and things like that so that has me hopeful that maybe you know marvel and sony are playing nice enough that we can get some significant and cohesive crossovers 
coming up, especially, of course, Miles and Gwen. Yeah, okay, correct me if I'm wrong. Was Da Vinci Vulture in this one, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so we get, like, in the beginning when Da Vinci Vulture was in this, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and then you yeah. get like, um, you get like, you travel and then you see a different version of Lizard in Gwen's world, which happened to be Peter Parker, right? Or you're right. And like, you get all these things and you're like, fuck, like, this is more complex than we thought, right? Like, and you get that sort of feel. And I feel like a lot of these films that are trying to introduce like these multiverses are not doing a good job, except yeah. for things like every everything everywhere all at once and then right. this film right like right. they're doing a fantastic job at introducing the idea behind it and i feel like this film like i didn't struggle realizing mm -hmm. that like oh they're traveling from different multiverses and it's fine where spider-man exists but it's a different version right like and um you know it was it was absolutely you know digestible amazing and and uh, great to me, right? Like, even though I am super pervy to all of what's going on with all of these films and everything, um, I definitely, like, like I said, I wasn't expecting the fact that it was going to be a, like, there's going to be a sequel to this film. And that's my right. bad. Because, I, I, like, I didn't know going into it, like, what's going on. But, but at a the, lot of at people the were like end that. of the day, I feel... Yeah, like, well, I shouldn't have been, because I, I should... I should catch up on my like superhero lore and I don't. And, um, but like, I, I, I didn't necessarily hate it all the time for that. There's obviously little things that I was just like, eh, like this could have been better. This could have been better. Um, but overall, I feel like this film is definitely something that people should see uh, along with the first one. I feel like it's something that um, led up to a really good, you know, next film, right? Like that, that's something that people are going to be like, Okay, well, hurry up. Like, I want to see it, which is me, besides the fact that I didn't know and I was pissed off about it. I was like, okay, well, I want to know what's going to happen. Um, and so I feel like this was definitely a really good film for that. Um, you know, props to the director, props to everybody, the animators, the uh, people that worked on this, uh, and, and everybody, the writers, right? Like, everybody that worked on this film, because it is, there's not a single point in the film where it, it misses at all for me, at least. Right. Um, and it was just beautiful and it was amazing. Um, so that's all the time we have to talk about this film. And I'm so disappointed because it's just, it's so good. And I could talk about every scene um, about what happened and, and every character and every voiceover actor that, that did it. But um, thank you all so much for being here and joining me on this review. Um, let's give a shout out to my guests, Waya, Mikey, and Alicia for being here. Y'all are amazing. Alicia, thank you so much for joining us so early. I would say hell fucking no if it was that early. <laughs> so props to you. Um, and I'm so excited every one of you could be here. Um, please tell us where we can find you on the socials, on anything. Waya, let's start with you. Where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on my YouTube channel here at Why Paint, where I show people how to 3D print and paint their own models and prop replicas. That's awesome. I love that. <laughs> um, and Mikey, please tell us where we can find you in your own Spidey universe. Um, I'm at GripC47 on all socials. That's, a, that's so, like, that's great. I wish I could have just, like, one freaking name for, like, yeah. all of mine. That's, like, I, I like, was stupid so and invented... Yeah, no, I was stupid and invented one thing for 
every single one of mine, so it's dumb. Um, and last but not least, Felicia, where can we find you on the socials? Uh, yeah, I also have one name for all socials. It's my first name and then CB. Um, and if any anyone here uh, listening is watching the TV show Silo, I have I'm doing a podcast about that called Wool Shift Dust, a Silo TV podcast. Deep dives into that. And you can also find me on uh, the Lore Hounds talking about, amongst other things, this movie. Nice. I love that. So I have been running across Silo TikToks where, like, this, like, little clips of, like, everything. Right. And I'm like, I, I gotta watch that. So thank you so yeah. much for letting me it's, know Yeah, a dystopic mystery box sci-fi thread. Yes. And I love that, right? I love that. Based um, on my one of my favorite series of books. I love it. Oh, my God. Okay, maybe I need to listen so I can <laughs> figure it out. Um, it's a good but, one. <laughs> uh, yes. Thank you all so much for joining us. My name is Jordan Orozco, and you can find me on City of Stars 13 on Instagram. I don't know what my TikTok is, and I don't post on there at all. Please don't follow me. <laughs> um, and I, like, yeah, like, let's just keep it to Instagram. Um, I post funny stories. Sometimes I post funny posts, and that's rarely, probably like once or twice a year. But thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all so much for sticking with us. Haha, <laughs> for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, or, uh, yeah all that wonderful, good, and amazing things, be sure to join our Discord to keep the conversation going, as well as subscribing to our platforms. We are on everything at Nomtalk Network. Tune into our next show, which is going to be, uh, I believe, on the 16th, which is going to be Friday, which is going to be our basic binges. We're going to be talking about uh, American Born Chinese, episodes 7 and 8. Yes. If you're not watching that, please watch that. It's an amazing show. Um, until then, I'm your host, Jordan Orozco, and I hope you have a wonderful evening. Good night, guys, and fellas, Good and night. she, he's, they's, and them's.